for. So um, we have been talking about faith and we have been talking about a lot of things as far as faith is concerned. It is faith that gives expression to prayer, meaning without faith, prayer is weak. Without faith, fasting is weak. And so without faith, both prayer and fasting cannot produce. Prayer and fasting produce on the altar of prayer. I, I mean, uh, produce on the altar of faith. Prayer and fasting produce on the altar of faith. The Bible says that whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe. Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe. And so that means that it is faith that gives expression to prayer. So we spoke about that uh, and spoke about the fact that your heart is the seat of faith. Your heart <laughs> is the seat of faith. And that is why it is extremely important for you to keep your heart pure. Now, tomorrow is Friday. And we are going to spend quite a number of time praying. Now, tomorrow I'll be talking to you about faith and confession. And uh, you definitely are going to, you know, going to be blessed. So the Bible says for us to guard our hearts with all diligence. He said, for out of it flows the issues of life. Now, the issues of life is also the actions of life. And so the actions of your life flows from your heart. Now hear me, those actions are um, defeating actions or victory actions. Those actions are defeating actions um, or victory actions. And so it means that um, if faith gains roots in your heart, because faith always finds a way and because faith always wins, it means that your actions will be actions of victory and not defeated actions. Now, this is very, very important. Your heart is the seat of faith. The Bible says that a good man, out of the good treasures of his heart. Now, what you need to understand is that the good treasures of your heart are the substance of your heart, which is the word of God. So, when you find someone um, who is an ardent follower of Jesus Christ um, and is a stickler when it comes to the word of God, uh, it means that that individual has filled his heart. You know, now, that individual then becomes an individual of faith. But then it means that he has filled his heart with the word of the Lord. You do not succeed by chance. No. Neither do you succeed by luck. A lot of people have been playing the lottery because they think that one day they are going to get lucky. And they've been playing it for years and they have never been lucky. Chances are, they probably will play until they die and they will still not be lucky. You see, 
You can't live your life to chance. And you can't live your life to lack. It is faith that goes ahead of you to secure your place. Everything answers to faith. Faith answers to none. It answers to nothing. Absolutely nothing. Everything bows to faith. Faith does not bow to anything. Faith always produces. It does not fail. If it fails, it was not faith. And so yesterday, we began talking about the substance of faith. We have really, you know, spoken quite a bit about faith right from Monday. I mean, today is the fourth day talking about faith. And by now, you should learn something. We still have about three more days to go until Sunday um, talking about faith, you see. So, um, Hebrews chapter 11, reading from verse 1. What I, I actually want us to do is, um, I, would, I, would, I would have liked us to read just verse 1. But, you know, um, I... I um, I want us to really maybe delve a bit deeper today, you know, into it. So um, I would want us to read much more um, when it comes to Hebrews chapter 11. Because you see, um, in all of scripture, it is in Hebrews chapter 11 that we really, 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 really um, is told much more um, about faith. It is in Hebrews chapter 11 that we are told much more about faith. So Hebrews chapter 11, and we are going to read from verse 1. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yes, next verse. The Bible says that, for by it, by what? By what? By it, meaning by faith, the elders obtained a good report or a good testimony. By faith, give me verse 2 again. By faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. So when we talk about the elders... We are talking about men like Abraham. We are talking about men like Moses. We are talking about men like Jacob. We are talking about the patriarchs and even much more. So we're talking about Abraham. We're talking about Jacob. We're talking about Isaac. We're talking about Moses. We're talking about Enoch who did not die. <laughs> then we're talking about you know, in the New Testament, the apostles, and obviously, the apostle Paul is not left behind. The Bible says that by faith, the elders received or they had a good report. They obtained a good testimony. It means that faith always produces a good testimony. It means that faith always produces a good testimony. Oh, I love this. It means that faith always produces a good testimony. I want you to listen, listen, listen. 
I want you to hear me because, you see, as the word of the Lord is coming to you, you are having a change of position. As the word of the Lord is coming to you, miracles are being set in motion as far as your life is concerned. And as the word of the Lord is coming to you, you are having a repositioning. He sent forth his word to heal and to deliver. Deliverance is coming to you right now as the word is coming to you. That's why I'm taking my time a bit, you know, so that we can really immerse ourselves into the word. By faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. A good testimony. It means that faith always produces a good testimony. Faith. So faith plays a vital role when it comes to our relationship with God. Without it, you are grounded. Let's get to the scripture. Come on, let's go. Verse 3. By faith, right, by faith, we understand. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which were visible. God created the heavens and the earth and everything that there is in it by faith. God produces... Uh, I mean, created the heavens and the earth and everything that there is in it by faith. It means that faith has creative ability. Faith has creative ability. It means that whatever it is that you desire, you can create it by faith. Whatever you desire, listen to this. <laughs> It means that whatsoever you desire, you can create it by faith. By faith, the things that we see were made out of the things that could not be seen. By faith. So faith has creative ability. And so if you walk by faith, you can create whatever you desire. You can create whatever you desire. Even if the thing is not readily available, you can create it. Amen. This is amazing, right? Let's get to the scripture. Come on, let's go. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous and testifying of his gift, and through it, he being dead still speaks. Now listen to this. By faith, even the one who is dead speaks. By faith, even the one who is dead speaks. Faith has life. Let's give me the scriptures, please. By faith, Enoch was taken away. So that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. By faith, Enoch did not die. It means that faith terminates death and its power. This is powerful. It means that faith terminates death and its power. What that means is that whoever is sitting anywhere wishing death on you by faith, whoever is sitting anywhere planning and plotting your death by faith, it is aborted. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. That's how it is. Faith is potent. Faith is efficacious. Faith is powerful. Let's go back to the scripture. This is, this is wonderful. Then verse 6 says that. And without faith, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Next verse. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. Listen to this. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Faith. Yes, next verse. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign land, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. This is amazing. For he waited for the city. Oh boy, I love this. Oh Jesus. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Ah, this is fresh. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. Hear this, at the age of 90. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who has promised. Wow. Wow. And so, hear me. Oh, this is nice. Oh, this is so pretty. Oh, this is beautiful. You know, <laughs> so it means that faith rests on the faithfulness of God. Faith relies on the faithfulness of God. Do you rely on the faithfulness of God? Or you expected God to do something and because that thing did not come through, you just gave up on God. And you got all angry with God. <laughs> do you know that there are some people who get angry with God? Or you don't know that? There are some people who get angry with God. I, I mean, as a matter of fact, um, there are people who do not get angry with God. They get angry with the pastor. So they do not get angry with God. They get angry with the man of God. Because... The man of God proclaimed something and maybe they did not see it. Or God gave them a promise and the promise did not come to pass. They believe. Or God said something to them that at a particular time they were going to see something and they did not see it at the stipulated time. So they give up on God. Faith relies on the promises of God. Faith relies on the promises of God. That's what faith does. Faith relies on the faithfulness, on the faithfulness of God. Faith relies on the faithfulness of God. Anyone who walks by faith believes in God that he is faithful faithful and that he is too faithful to fail 
Anyone who walks by faith believes in the faithfulness of God. That God is too faithful to fail. Imagine at the age of 75, you are given a promise. At the age of 100 years, when all hope is lost, God still tells you the promise is going to be fulfilled. And it gets fulfilled. And it gets fulfilled. Now, I want to tell you something here. Because the more you spend time with the word of the Lord, the more God opens your eyes to certain things. Because I know there is someone who is watching me right now. There is someone who is watching me right now. And the individual is saying, why is it that I, I, I trust God and I believe God? And, you know, uh, things have delayed so much as far as my life is concerned. And the Lord told me this. He gave me that word and gave me that word and gave me that word and gave me that promise. And yet I've not seen anything. And why, uh, you know, I mean, is God even interested as far as my life is concerned? Does God have favorites and all these things? There is someone watching me, watching right now who is giving up on God. I want to tell you something tonight. Because you see, as we read scripture, we think. The Bible says, come and let us reason together, saith the Lord. So, plus our spirit bears witness with the spirit of God that we are the sons of God, isn't it? So, as we read scripture, we reason through scripture with God. Okay. At the age of 90, you will think, what at all is there for one to possess? At the age of 100, you will think, oh, what at all is there for one to possess? Sometimes, or should I say most of the time, God will take you through a process, through a series of circumstances to get your faith established in him. The Bible says that if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? It means that the righteous is doomed to failure if he does not have a foundation. Foundation in what? The Bible says that Jesus, our foundation. You know, Paul said, um, there is a scripture where Paul says, uh, there is no foundation that is laid. Oh, okay. You see, sometimes the scriptures get jammed in your, <laughs> in your spirit, in your mind. Other foundation, other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, who is Jesus Christ. Other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, who is Jesus Christ. So, and the Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Now, I am saying this to open your eyes to the statement I had made. 
And sometimes God will take you through a series of circumstances so that your faith can be established in him. You see, if your faith does not have roots, it's dead. It cannot produce, at least not for long. At least not for long. A marriage that does not have foundation will crumble. Just like obviously a building without a strong foundation will crumble. A business that does not have a strong foundation will crumble. Money without financial intelligence is money soon gone because it, has, because it, it, it doesn't have any foundation. You see, foundation is very important. It is the bedrock that holds the structure. And so God took Abraham through serious things. Abraham is not the father of faith or the father of all faithful for nothing. He believed God. God took him through a series of things to build his faith because today you are saying that, oh, you know, and God has promised me all these wonderful things and I've not seen them, which things are very little. Tomorrow, you are going to need your faith for bigger things. And if your faith is not truly established in God, it cannot bring bigger things. It cannot fulfill, it cannot accomplish bigger things. Think about it. Think about it. One day, the Lord called Abraham. After he had given him a promise that he was still going to have a child, a son, who, who will be an heir to the faith. And Abraham, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think that day he felt a bit sorry for himself, like, uh, like, you know, um, some people do <laughs> most of the time. Uh, I don't want to say like we all, because I'm not feeling sorry for myself at all, at least not 2021. He said, oh Lord, you know. You have promised that you are going to give me an heir, but there is none except this young man in my house by the name of Eliezer of, of, of Damascus. He is the one who is going to have, you know, to be an heir. The Lord said, Abraham, listen, listen. I'm telling you, you have a child. And one day the Lord asked him to come out. And the Lord called him at night. Because sometimes your faith is being Sometimes your faith is built at night. At night. In the storms. In the toughest moments. That is when your faith is built. So God called him out. He said, Abraham, he said, yes, father. He said, look up. Okay. What do you see? He said, I see stars. And they are many. And the Lord says, so shall your descendants be. Abraham held on until his faith produced. And so it is important. No one got anything from God in scripture without faith. Actually, only a few people. There were a few times that Jesus did anything 
by compassion. Most of the time, people had to have faith to be healed, to be delivered, and to be blessed. So this is a season, and it's a very wonderful season, for you to do some soul-searching and introspection and retrospection and self-analysis. I mean, just ask yourself, have I been working with faith at all? Anything in my hands I received by faith. Anything in my hands I received by faith. And my faith is growing for greater things. My faith is growing for bigger things. Think about it. Everything in your hands you have to work hard for. Faith has never brought you anything, but I prophesy to you, in this season, whatever you are going to receive, you will receive it by faith. Now, understand what faith encompasses, the hand of God and favor. They are all byproducts of faith. So, I want you to understand this. In this season, whatever you lakute balishka rakate palia rantonokosuele gregazia balisha everything that is going to come in your hands and this season you are you are a candidate for a double portion and everything that is going to come into your hands you are going to believe God for it it is going to come to your hands by faith amen. will you shout amen? Amen, amen yeah so the bible is giving us all these people enoch by faith did not die. It means that those that trust in faith don't die. Uh, faith terminates sweat. Now, I want to get to my point. When Sarah had a child, she was 90. Abraham was 100. Right? And at the age of 90, you think, what is there to possess? At the age of 100, you are thinking... What is there to possess? Okay. This is, this is a bit deep, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my time by the help of the Holy Spirit to open it up to you in a way that you will understand. At the age of 90, Sarah, Sarah's womb, the Bible declared, was dead dead Abraham weak but they held on to the word of God the Bible says Sarah did not consider the deadness of her womb or Abraham his weakness they did not consider that and at the end of the day they received the promise you see two things number one Faith does not expire. <clears throat> Think about it. God gives them a word. They trust the word. The word comes to pass. Faith does not expire. Maybe someone would want to put it there. Faith does not expire. There is no expiry date with faith. And that is why I'm telling you that. Whatever it is that God has promised you, the prophetic word he gave you 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, two years ago, or even last year. If you have not seen it, and if you can cause your faith to come alive, you will still receive it. Faith doesn't expire until it sees its desire. Faith does not expire. 
faith persists until it triumphs. So you can still have faith for the prophetic word that has been given to you that you have not seen the manifestation of and they will still manifest. Faith does not have an expiry date. That is one. Number two. Faith quickens dead circumstances. Faith quickens dead, dead circumstances. It gives life. Faith gives life. Sarah's womb was dead. But faith made the womb alive to produce. And so what that means is that whatever situation, somebody is watching me, you used to run a company, the company is dead. By faith, that company can be resuscitated. So that is, you see, that is why faith is a mystery. Everything about faith is mysterious. Everything about faith is mysterious. Lakute Bali Shada. Everything about faith is what? Is mysterious. Faith is a mystery. Faith is a mystery. So let's read a little, you know, of the scripture and then we will come back. Let's read a little of the scripture. I love it. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's go. Let's continue from where we left of verse 12. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in the multitude. Look, look at that. And him as, as good as dead, innumerable as the sun which is by the seashore. And today you and I are all children of Abraham. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off were assured of them, embraced them, confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Next verse. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, yes? And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. Yes, continue. But now they desire a better, now, now that, but now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. I, I, I pray that I will have time to really talk to you specifically about that. How, how, oh boy, this is amazing. How faith secures our prosperity. I will, I, I will have time to talk to you about that, given the scripture. Next verse. Of whom it was said, in Isaac, your seed shall be called. Yes? Concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. Yes? 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith. Concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on top of his staff. Yes? By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Ah, this is amazing. Wow. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Yes? By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Yes? 
choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the, the, the passing of pleasures of sin. Other versions say sin, to enjoy sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he looked to a reward. Ah, I love this. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Yes? By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Yes? By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. Yes? By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the walls fell by faith. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Now, let me explain. Let me, let me explain this to you. Let me explain. Give me verse 31 again. Please. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. Now, give it to me. Come on. Now, here, sometimes, sometimes, people can be walking with God for a long time and their faith will not produce. And here is a harlot who gets born again in a week. And in that same week, her faith produces. Because I don't have time to, you know, to really explain this. Because there are different kinds of faith. When you get born again, you are given a measure of faith. When you get born again, you are given a measure of faith. Then there is no faith. <laughs> Faithlessness. Then there is small, small or little faith. Then there is great faith. Then there is so great faith. Meaning greater faith. And I believe I'll have the time you know, to talk to you about all of these. You see, by faith, someone who just saw the Lord in not more than a day or two received. It means that your faith can produce at any time, irrespective of whether you have been in the faith for a day or for 10 days. Irrespective of whether you have been in the faith for you know, 10 days or 10 years. Faith always produces in the heart of the one who believes. Faith always produces. So don't say that, you know, my faith can produce and I've been trying. No, faith always produces. Now let's finish with this. We'll finish with 35. We are, <clears throat> we have verse 32 now. And what more shall I say? For time will not... For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah. Also of David and Samuel and the prophet. It means that everyone who really did anything prominent in scripture did it by faith. The Bible says, who through faith subdued kingdoms. In other words, faith subdued kingdoms. Who through faith worked righteousness. Faith works righteousness. Who through faith obtained promises? Faith obtains promises. Who through faith stopped the mouth of lions? Faith stops the mouths of lions. Amen. 
Yes? Who through faith quench the violence of fire? Faith quenches the violence of fire. Who through faith escape the edge of the sword? By your faith, you shall escape the edge of the sword. He said, out of weakness, they were made strong by faith. Became valiant in battle by faith. Tend to flight the armies of the aliens by faith. Last verse. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection by faith. So that's how it is. This is so amazing. You can't do it without faith. It is impossible. It is impossible to do it without faith. You lose. You cannot do it without faith. So, yesterday, we spoke about what faith is. Faith is trusting God's word and acting on it. But then Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 tells us that faith is substance. There are two elements to faith, substance and evidence. But it is the substance that produces the evidence. Without the substance, you cannot produce the evidence. Now, wherever you are, I want you to stay glued to whatever um, device you are using and open up your spirit. Because I want to talk to you briefly about the substance of faith. Faith has two elements, substance and evidence. And it is substance, it is the substance of faith that produces the evidence of faith. Evidence is what everyone sees. Evidence is what, you know, um, everyone out there sees. But they see sometimes what they see, not knowing how it came about. It comes about by substance. It is the substance of faith that produces the evidence of faith. Let me tell you something before, before we continue. You see, if your trust is not established in God, faith can destroy you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because when you hold on and you don't hold on completely, when you hold on, if you don't hold on completely, you can be finished. I'm telling you the truth. That is, not, that is why not everyone is receiving things by faith. Here is a young lady who is trusting God for her marital destiny to come to pass, trusting God to get married, but she's moving up and down with every thumb they can have. Yes, I said. And yet she's, she's in the church. And she's singing and dancing. And she's jumping up and down and shouting hallelujah. And she's saying God is going to do it for her. But she has already gone ahead finding a way to do it for herself. Here is someone who is trusting, who says, who says, he or she is trusting God to give him or her money. And yet she is out there in corruption. I'm telling you, she has already gone ahead to do it for herself or, or rather has put him or herself 
on 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 their own path to cause it to happen and they still say they trust God. Not everyone is get, not everyone gets things by faith. Because it is difficult for your faith to produce if you are not committed. Half-hearted commitment will never cause faith to produce. I'm telling you. Okay, you say, hey, man of God, what are you talking about? What I'm telling you is what will bring you life. What I'm telling you is what will give you life. How many people are sitting in the church and are involved in immorality? Trusting God to do something for them that they already have gone ahead to put themselves in. What you are actually doing is closing the doors for yourself. That's what you are doing. You are closing the door to its manifestation. You are giving it to yourself. And I know there are people who give things to themselves and they say, the Lord blessed me. Now, six months down the line, three months down the line, two months down the line, a month down the line, they lose it and they realize that God did not give it to them at all. They give it to themselves. Think about it. Think about it. You see, not everyone receives by faith because you gotta be committed to the demands of faith. Faith will place a demand on you. Ah, I'm telling you, faith will place a demand on you because faith will shut everything around you down so that you can only look up. Faith will shut everything around you down so that you can only look up. And there are people that everything around them is shut down. Give, leaving them the option to look up. But they decide, no, they won't look up. They will still go and resuscitate the things that have been shut down. And that's not faith. That is why I told you yesterday that we are living way below faith. Now, listen to this. I have gone ahead in time past thinking that I could make it happen. And it did not produce. Because you see, you see, everything submits to faith. Faith doesn't submit to anything. I'm telling you. So, faith will place a demand on you. Listen to me. Faith will place a demand on you. And sometimes that demand will require everything of you. Listen, it will require your mind. It will require your body. It will require your spirit. It will require you shutting up. It will, it will require everything. It will require everything. It will require everything. Faith places a demand on you. And if you don't meet the demand... Faith will not produce. Imagine it is not yet time for Esther to go and see the king. But Esther says, I will go. If I perish, I perish. How many maidens, how many people can do that? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm telling you, that is why right now, right, listen, listen. Somebody is waiting for next week to be serious with the fasting and prayer and it can be too late. 
Somebody is waiting for the last week of the fasting and prayer to be serious. I'm telling you today, it can be too late. It can be too late. It can be too late. Somebody is, is not getting serious with God. The year has already begun, but someone has already started entertaining nonsense. It can be too late. By the time you are ready to be committed, you know, it would have been too late. Your miracle would have passed you by, but I declare it will not pass you by in the mighty name of Jesus. Think about it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How many people can do that? That is why you got to position yourself now so faith can begin to gain roots in you because if you position yourself now for faith to begin to gain roots in you, ah oh boy, your tomorrow will be better. Your tomorrow will be sweeter. Your tomorrow will be more amazing. Your tomorrow will be full of blessings. Hey, this year, anything ordained by the devil to distract you, let it die now in the mighty name of Jesus. Anything ordained by the devil to take away your focus, let it die now in the mighty name of Jesus. Because you don't have two lives to spare one. Hmm? You don't have two lives so that you can use one as a spare. You can buy spare tires for your car. You can't buy spare life. I said you can buy spare tires for your car. You can buy spare tires for your car. You can buy spare weeks. You can't buy a spare life. Think about it. You can buy spare bags. You can't buy a spare life. I'm telling you. Think about it. You can't buy spare destinies. God gave you a destiny. And you got to position yourself to fulfill it. This, the, the prevailing circumstances notwithstanding, you got to position yourself to fulfill it. Praise the name of the living God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Bow! We will not bow. Then you are dead. It doesn't care. I, I mean, we don't care. The Lord that we serve will deliver us from your hands. Even if he doesn't, we won't bow. Yes. Really? Yes. Faith. Other people would have started crying. Hey, hey, hey. You know, we don't even know whether God is really gonna. Then, then you see, the enemy will now be will now start playing with you, you know, reminding you of some things you did wrong, which has destabilized your faith, you know, and destabilize your assurance of salvation. So now you don't even know whether God is going to be with you in the fire or not. Oh boy. I'll be talking to you about the substance of faith in a minute. Listen to this. And you don't even know because the substance is not there. You are empty. The substance is not there. You are like that individual who God says, they just worship me with their mouth. Their hearts are far away from me. You are just opening your mouth. You are empty on the inside. Look at the three Hebrew boys. By faith. Nebuchadnezzar eventually realized that there is a king higher than him. Nebuchadnezzar eventually, and at the end of the day, they were promoted. Because, you know, when he realized that they were not dying, he went there and called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servant of the, of the almighty God. You see? Faith brings glory to God. 
faith brings glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at Daniel. Don't pray. Daniel said, I will pray. Took Daniel to throw him in the lion's den. You must also understand the circumstances and the setting. These guys were slaves. They were slaves. They were not in their own country to fight for rights. And mind you, in that epoch, there were no rights. Monarchs ruled. The word of the king was final. There were no rights. We have come a long way. There were no rights. There were no human rights. Kings ruled by decree. So the king said, go and throw him. Then I did not say, oh, please, I'm not going to do it again. Just like the king gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego an opportunity uh, to bow down to his God. And they said, you give us a thousand opportunities, we are not going to bow down. Others would have been crying, please don't throw, don't throw, don't throw me into the, into the lion's den. Please, I won't do it again. Daniel said, never. It is in the darkest hour that the light of God shines. Let me put it this way. It is, it is fresher. It is in our darkest hour that the light of faith shines. It is in our darkest hour that faith produces. So look at your life. If this is how you want to live your life, live it like that. You are not going to hold God to anything. You are not going to develop your faith. You are not going to position yourself. Others are called into the ministry. You are not even positioning yourself to work in the ministry. Today you are there. Tomorrow you are there. The next time you are there. The next time you are there. You have been a Johnny Walker. You know, you are, you are everywhere. We're moving up and down. Hey, you, you, you are not giving yourself time to grow. Tell me the student... Who goes to sit at the exams hall and passes who hasn't studied? And the studies means you give yourself time. So if you are not giving yourself, you know, <laughs> we make time for everything but God. We make time for everything but God. Some of you have got 30 friends, but you don't know 30 scriptures. 10 friends, you can't quote 10 scriptures. 15 friends, you can't quote 15 scriptures. That, is already, that already means you have hit a decline. But this year, let go of any form of weight. The Bible talks about. Because we are encompassed by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight. And the sins that easily ensnare us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him? You see, there is a joy that is set before us. Amen. Therefore, this year, you see, I I'm telling you this. To some, if you don't make it 2021, you may never make it the remaining days of your life. I'm telling you, listen to the word of the prophet. I'm telling you, it's all God is all merciful. You will get to 2022 and, and realize that God is not there with you. I'm telling you, this is the truth. God has given you another year. Another 12 months to turn your life around and to get deeper with him. Don't blow this opportunity. Don't blow it with friends. Don't blow it with boyfriends and girlfriends. Don't blow it with unnecessary things. Use the, take this opportunity. Use it to change your life. He has given you another 12 months 
Use it to transform your life. How much time do I have? Yesterday, they, they, they were telling me I went up to half past eight and we have to finish by eight because if we don't finish after eight, then they start sabotaging the internet and uh, all of that. <laughs> substance of faith. What is the substance? <laughs> what is the substance of faith? What is the substance of faith? You, 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 what I'm telling you is true. You just give about 10 minutes or so, you will see that somebody will be by the keyboard and he starts just so that I finish quickly. But anyway, let us not mind him. Let's continue. What is the substance of faith? What is the substance of faith? Because it is the substance that produces the evidence. So what is the substance of faith? Beloved, I'm teaching you things tonight. And you got to learn. I hope you are learning. I hope you are learning. Of course you are. What is the substance of faith? What is the substance of faith? It is the substance that produces the evidence. Without a substance, there is no evidence. So what is the substance of faith? The substance of faith is the word. Because the foundation of faith is God's word. And so that means that the more of God's word you have in you, and your ability, your ability to believe and to act on those words is what produces the evidence of faith. Faith starts in your heart. It ends out there for everyone to see. Faith starts in your heart. It ends out there for everyone to see. The substance of faith is how much you know, how much you have pumped into your spirit man, into your heart of God's word and your ability to believe and to act on it. Joshua chapter 1, 8, chapter 1, verse 8, God told Joshua, he said, this book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Meditate upon it. It means think on it until it gets into your spirit. And then he says, observe to do all that is written in it. He said, then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. It means that, it means that those who end up being successful are those who eat the book of the law. Who ate it, eat it up. They eat it raw. Meditate on it. Until it sinks so strongly, it gains root in their hearts. And then they believe it, and then they act on it. Like I told you yesterday, they told that woman in Nigeria, Abuja, they said, your, 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 your son is dead. She said, never. My child is not dead. First hospital, proclaimed dead. Second hospital, proclaimed dead. Third hospital, they told her, what is this pride that you, you believe in? She went and laid the child next to her on the bed. And then she said, my child is not dead. 5 a.m. <coughs> the dead child received life. That is faith. Meditating on God's word. She probably had an understanding of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 35. Women received their dead back to life. She was a woman and a candidate 
for the resurrection of her dead. And it's happened. Now, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, God resolves by faith. And so that means that Jesus had the substance of faith. Jesus is the word from the beginning. So let me put it this way so you get it. The substance of faith is the word. And the word that you believe is the word that produces. Every aspect of the word that you don't believe cannot produce. Think about this. The word that you believe is the word that produces. So if I believe that God will, will, will give me long life, and I take that word that he has said about how to accomplish long life, and I obey, but I do not believe the word that positions me for prosperity, I will grow old, but so will my poverty. <laughs> my poverty will grow with me. Not me. I'm just illustrating. I don't owe poverty. Poverty doesn't owe me. We don't cross paths. So here is it. Every aspect of the word that you believe is what will produce. It's what will produce. That is why Jesus said it behooves us to fulfill all righteousness so that everything God has said concerning us can come to fruition. Substance of faith. We don't just, not in the confession or the profession of it, but your ability to keep them in your heart and believe. The substance of faith is the word of God. The substance of faith is the sure word of prophecy. The substance of faith is the law of God, the testimonies of God, the statutes of God. And all these are, are words to describe the word. This book of the law. Hide it in you. Obey it. And you will see that the whole world will be chasing after you as one man. Jesus had faith. But I'm going to show you how. The substance of faith produced for Jesus. The substance of faith produced for Jesus. Because he was the word from the beginning. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So, and then right to 14, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So Jesus Christ is the word of God. Oh, this is going to take me a bit. It's going to cause me to want to take you a bit deeper. If Jesus is the word of God. Now, oh boy, this, this is so fresh. Now you need your mind and you are going to need a notepad and a pen. If Jesus is the word of God, it means that Jesus is God's substance. That is why the Bible says he has lifted his word above himself. Because without Jesus, there is no God. That's true. Because with Jesus is the word and the word is substance. So Jesus is the father's substance. It means that if God has faith, God's substance of faith is Jesus, is his word. And where is 
the word. The Bible says Jesus was in God when God was creating the earth. Of course, because he's the substance. And what did God say? Let there be light. Don't forget what the Bible says, that the things that you see were made from things that were invisible, right? So God called the things that were not into existence. When you open your mouth, what comes out? What is in your heart? The Bible says a good man, out of the good treasures of his heart, brings forth good things. An evil man, for out of the treasures of your heart, I mean, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. And so there are so many people, their hearts are so polarized that when they open their mouth, they speak evil. No wonder the evil that comes out of them goes to create the world that they go to live in. I'm already ahead of myself. This is really something for tomorrow. But I want to show you this. When God said, let there be light, that means that what had filled the heart of God was what God professed or commanded. And what was it? Substance. The word is in the father and the father is in the word. That means that the father and the word are one. They are inseparable. When you become inseparable with the word of God, when you dwell in the word and the word dwells in you, when you say let there be light, there will be light. When you say let there be light, there will be light. When you say something must end, it will end. When you declare something, it will become a decree. Think about this. Think about this. Jesus triumphed over Satan by the word. Let's just get into that and then we will, we will get to praying. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew. Matthew. Chapter 4. Chapter number Paul, and we are going to read from verse, where is it? Verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. To be tempted of the devil. And, and hear me, hear me. When you are tempted of the devil, what is in you is what reacts. And if you don't have substance, when you are tempted of the devil, you are finished. Let me tell you a story. There was a guy that I knew so many years ago. He was called B.A. Gaston. B.A. Gaston, when I finished high school, and I began to teach, B.A. Gaston was also a teacher. Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. He loved me. He used to always tell me, you, you are called to preach. Why are you teaching? I said, well, maybe God wants me to teach, start, start my ministry from here. Because if, he, if I can handle the sheep here, then I can handle the ones on the wilderness. One day, I heard this after B.A. Gaston died. B.A. was going to church. Nice guy. I think he probably held a, a leadership role in his church. 
And, and, and let me tell you, those that steps into the church and you are always in a hurry to... See, it is important for you always to develop some substance. Because positions of leadership comes with attacks. And sometimes if you are not... If your, 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 your leadership position does not match your spiritual growth, you can be grounded. Yo, think about that. Dear Gaston had a revelation. Sorry, he had a dream. And in the dream, he saw maggots, like a lot of maggots, on his bed. And when he woke up, there were maggots all over. Maggot, how do you pronounce that? Ma maggots. Ma maggots. <laughs> there were maggots all over B.A. Gaston's bed, all over. And even, he said he lifted the bed and there were maggots under the bed. So B.A. was worried because, excuse me to say, even if you are the dumbest of the dumbest of all, when you have such a, I mean, such a dream and you wake up and it is live, you will be worried. Maggots are not right. So he came to the school. I was not there that day. And B.A. was worried. So there was another teacher that B.A. spoke to about the dream that he had. So the teacher said, these were the words of the teacher. He told him to go to his pastor and make sure that he gets prayed for because that signified death. Three days after, B.A.'s house catches fire. He is sleeping with his son. The house burns down and burns him and his son to death. When we had to go to B.A.'s funeral, they asked me to read his, uh, a tribute or so. I, I could not read it. I was so distraught. I was like, how can this happen? Young man, prime of his life, he died. You need to develop faith. Without faith, you are grounded. It is not everything that left your hands that you were made to believe that God took, that he really took. Most of the things that left your hands, the devil took them, not God. Satan took them because he is the thief from the beginning. Gotta develop your faith. The Bible says that Jesus was led to the mountain to be tempted by Satan. Listen, if we are tempted, we are tempted by the devil. It is Satan who tempts us. It is Satan. And so you must insulate your life and insulate, you see, because when you go down, you don't go down alone. You go down with sometimes your family. B.A. Gaston went down with a son who was about four years old. Who was about, I mean, who was about four years old? He went down with a son who was about four years old. When Saul went down, Saul went down with his entire household. The only body, I, I mean, the, the only person who was left was a Mephibosheth. And the one that was left was also left lame was left without legs when you go down. That's why you have to insulate your life. 
This year, your life is being insulated from all demonic assaults. I said this year, your life is being insulated from all demonic onslaughts. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the name of the living God. Amen and amen. Now, so Jesus was led to the mountain to be tempted of the devil, give me the scripture. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, listen to this. When he had, he had what? Fasted. Obviously, if Jesus was fasting, then Jesus was praying. You can't fast without prayer. And Jesus knows that very well. I know some people fast and they don't pray. They are not serious. Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And when he finished fasting, he was hungry. Next verse. I want you to see this. We are talking about the substance of faith. When the tempter, who is the devil, Satan, came to him, he said, this is what the devil said. If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. Jesus, the devil is meeting Jesus almost at his point of weakness because the man was hungry. And when the enemy meets him, he presents something to what he, you know, really needed. He said, if you are the son of God, command that, give me verse 3, command that this stone turns to bread. Command that these stones turn to bread. Verse 4. The Bible says, but he answered, out in the mighty name of Jesus. Out in the mighty name of Jesus. Clear off in the mighty name of Jesus. Clear out of my way. Was that, was that what Jesus did? No. Now let me tell you something. Rebuking the devil does not get the devil rebuked. I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. Rebuking the devil does not get the devil rebuked. Just rebuking the devil. Oh, Satan, break out. Out of here. Let fire burn you. And all those things that... That does not get you results. It's a substance that produces the evidence of faith. Without the substance, there is no faith. There is no evidence. Jesus said, give me the scripture. But he answered and said, it is written. It is written mean what? I mean, means what? It means Jesus knew the word. You quoted the devil with the scripture. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Next verse. Then the devil took him up into a holy city. Now, that was the second temptation. Set him on the pinnacle of the temple, yes? And said to him, if you are the son of God, son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. Then the devil also quoted he shall, in the, and, and this scripture is in the book of Psalms. He shall give his angels, oh boy. He shall, so, you see, he shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. The devil wanted Jesus to forget the word and just declare. Jesus said, forget it. Jesus said to him, it is written. Again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. This is called word power. It is called the power of substance. Again, the devil, no, give me the next scripture. Again, the devil took him up on, his, on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the, oh, Takuse Kate. Thank, thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Yes? 
That, that was the third time, right? And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Yes? Yes? And Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and only him shall you serve. Hear me? Say substance. Come on, say substance. Come on, shout substance. Substance, substance is essential. Jesus was a man of substance. And when the devil tempted him, the substance in him reacted. It is written. It is written. It is written. And even when the devil tried to quote, Jesus again, you know, gave it to him. It is written. The devil tempted Jesus three times. The Bible says that afflictions shall not rise the second time. In other words, the same thing must not happen to you twice. But you must not be tempted thrice. When the devil tempts you more than three times, he takes your money, he kills your children, he delays your things. That is not scripture. Uh, Ernesto, but you, the camera is there, but you have not been taking me pictures. Take more pictures. That is not scripture. It is not. You want me to pose for it? I can't even pose for it. That is not scripture. That is not scripture. It is unscriptural for you to be tempted more than three times. Jesus was tempted three times. But the Bible says, the same thing must not happen to you twice. Affliction shall not, what, happen to you, the, shall not rise against you the second time. How did Jesus defeat the enemy? Substance. Substance. The word stood up. And his heart reacted to the devil. And the Bible says that we are standing in the place where Jesus stands. Romans chapter 8, verse 16 to 17. He said, if Christ, then we are joint heirs. We are joint heirs. I mean, I mean, we are joint heirs with Christ. That's what the Bible says. It means that I stand where Jesus stands. And that means that Jesus is a man of faith. And I can, by the faith of God, resting in my spirit, defeat the devil the same way Jesus defeated the enemy. You see, Jesus understood the efficacy of faith. And that is why Jesus taught faith so many times. So many times Jesus taught faith. Because of how important faith is. Jesus probably taught on faith than most things. Because Jesus understood the efficacy. 